Yo ho, yo ho, welcome back to another NFL edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Well, I shouldn't say NFL. Uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll say championship edition because that's what we're going to be talking is college football uh, championship and then as well as the NFL uh, playoffs, the divisional rounds coming up. So first and foremost, since there's only one college game this week, we can talk about that, the championship. We got LSU versus... Clemson, the defending champs, LSU, they are, technically are coming in as the challengers, but honestly, I would, in my opinion, I think they're the heavy favorite. Let me actually look up, uh, talking about my unpreparedness, <clears throat> uh, championship, anyways, so you got Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, the the wonderful story, I think everyone, everyone, how can you not like Joe Burrow, is basically... Where it stands, obviously, you know, if you're a diehard OU fan, you kind of hate the guy because he um, absolutely squashed and demolished OU's chances from the get-go. It was bad. I watched three quarters of that game, but it was pitiful. So on one hand, you say, okay, Clemson had a hard-fought comeback win against Ohio State, who, if you... I've been listening. I predicted Ohio State LSU, and then I think I went with LSU winning it all. So I was wrong on that front. I thought, you know, Clemson was kind of silent this year, had the weaker schedule, had a couple almost upsets against some no name teams. Like But I guess the one thing I forgot about is there's that there's that it factor um that champions have where it's like even with all that stuff when it when it comes down to crunch time when it comes down to the playoffs you know getting to that it's like they will find a way to win even though it was like I think it was Syracuse who almost beat them they found a way to win it wasn't pretty finding a way to win you know it kind of reminds me of everyone was so critical of Tim Tebow and I don't I don't think teams uh, really wanted him as a quarterback maybe more so as like a wildcat goal line but not their dedicated quarterback because he wasn't amazing. But the little bit that he did quarterback for in the NFL, you know what he did do? He did win. And I get it's not it's not like basketball where you can have one guy who's a real difference maker, aka LeBron, and can like turn a team around and you you can really and be a huge difference. But the quarterback is a it's a very um, crucial position. And so one thing that I noticed is that he didn't put up amazing numbers. Yeah, his throwing form is a little bit off. He was a little unorthodox. But you know what? The one thing that he he did do, he won. He found ways to win. And it's not necessarily in spite of that. That's just, I think, kind of how he played. And generally, you think champion, you think somebody you know who's doing all the right things, has all the right why am I yawning? This happened last podcast. I'm not tired. All the right pieces and finds a way. Uh, you know, it's more so somebody who's like, okay, he's got a little bit, but, you know, he's got some, maybe if you want to call it flaws, but finds a way to win. And that's how I see Clemson. Maybe not, don't don't take this as a direct comparison. Don't say, do you just com- say Clemson is like Tim Tebow? I think they're much better than that. I think they are, Okay. Clemson is much better than in terms of if Tim Tebow were a football team versus if Clemson were 
you know, a single football player. So we've got, they, they proved me wrong there. Ohio State had all the pieces. They just couldn't get over that hump. And that sucks for them because they were, they were a really exciting team to watch. I think Ohio State LSU uh, would have been really fun. But Clemson, don't get me wrong, Clemson OSU is just gonna be is gonna be awesome as well. And so I think I think we'll see a really, really exciting game. But all in all, I'm giving my favor to not that it really does anything for them, but to LSU. They are my favorite. It's to me, it's one of those years where you see a team like LSU, and they have, I mean, shoot, I can't even list them all. They have, like, seven different guys who had, like, national college football awards. According to the awards, you had the top receiver in, in college football, which I would honestly debate that for C.D. Lamb because C.D. Lamb is kind of a monster. Uh, you know, I, maybe he didn't have as good of numbers, but when you when you see the play, it's kind of scary. But Justin, I think it's Justin Jefferson. Dude's also a monster. Mm. And then you have the top quarterback. You have the Heisman winner. And those are the same right there. You have a great running, great presence at running back. Like your defense is is solid lockdown. You've got some defensive backs that are nasty. When I just look at it's just, you know, that perfect year. Kind of like the Baltimore Ravens, right? They've had no injuries. It's just been smooth sailing it's that kind of year and I, that's what I see it as for LSU and while I see Clemson is I, I'm giving I realized I wasn't giving them the the proper respect that they that they deserve as the champions I I don't see them being able to hodgepodge their way to a win in this one I think they're going to put up a good fight but I think LSU has just got everything figured out this year and nobody's going to stop them now here's the kicker I could be totally wrong and they'd come out and lay a big fat goose egg in real LSU fashion and take the L. And Clemson just comes out and hits him in the mouth, being defending champs, and be like, yeah, we know what this is about, and surprise the world. I don't know if they're really surprising the world, but is what it is. I'm just trying to find who's the favorite. But it gave me a whole bunch of nonsense i'm yawning every seven seconds i was not yawning before this at all i start recording and the yawns come in so hot is it have to do something with i'm my nose maybe i can't breathe as well and so i'm pushing out so much co2 i'm not taking in any oxygen i don't know i gotta take a drink of this water i don't know what's going on but it's kind of pissing me off <clears throat> so I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to say, I think it's going to be relatively high score. I'm going to say like 35-24, something like that. I think that that's a reasonable score or maybe even 35-27, but I think LSU takes it. They take home the trophy. Everyone's like, ooh, LSU. Um, If you haven't read, there's an awesome article. If you just search Coach O stories, they'll come up, but there's like six or seven different stories from people who either friends with them, worked with them, or played with them. Coach Ogeron for, I think that's how you say his name, for LSU. And this dude is just a character. I think I would love, it would be a love-terrified type relationship. I would love him as a coach, but then at the same time, you, you're you ter- equally terrified of him. But 
Let's get into the deep stuff. Let's get into the professional, the National Football League, the professionals. So we got a couple matchups. You got Minnesota at San Francisco. I think that'll be a good game. I think, honestly, looking at these, I think these are all going to be good games. Seattle, Green Bay, Tennessee at Baltimore, Houston, and Kansas City. So we'll just start off uh, with Minnesota at San Francisco. Uh, Minnesota, I think, shocked the world in stringing together a win. And Kirk Cousin, you know, according to all the talking heads, if he wins here, he proves them wrong that he's he he's he. he he can't. He can't find a way to get it done in the playoffs. It's like, dude, you won one playoff game. It it showed. He did somewhat prove me wrong, but I I don't. They always, you know, and this is for TV. It's always one, totally one way or totally another way. It's always oh, he completely proved you wrong. You can't talk anymore. It's like, I talk just as much as I want. Getting one playoff win doesn't prove wrong. Uh, a whole pedigree or body of work that shows you're slightly lacking. This year he has been better. He has been better. Because what we've seen from Kirk is it's a spurt of, of really good, and then it kind of really trickles out, and he's real lackluster. And then it's a spurt of really good, and you know that's how he worked his way from Washington. He got this nice fat contract. But Vikings are good. I think this will be a good, a good game overall. And, of course, my prediction was for the Saints to win, but they were – I'm, I'm going to call them underwhelming. I think they were definitely underwhelming with their performance. So Minnesota, they they surprised me once. So do I dare? Basically, my prediction though for this game would be almost identical to the to the prediction for the Saints game. I'm gonna say the Vikings are good, but the Saints, you know, uh, the Saints is what I said last week. But the 49ers are better. I think they are a more well-rounded, better put together team. But let's see how they do in the playoffs. And Minnesota is riding high right now, coming off that win. Here's the thing, though: you're gonna, have, you're, gonna, I think you're gonna have to start go one of two ways. And if it goes a third way, then I'm just an idiot. But you're gonna have come out. Minnesota's riding hot, and they come out and they're like, "Oh!" And San Fran's not ready, and they're like, "Oh crap!" Minnesota came to play, and like San Fran has to kind of scramble and rally, and that's how it's gonna kick it off. That you know, that's that's one way it could start. The other way it could start. They come in hot and just a little bit confident, and San Fran comes in laser focused, locked in, punches them in the mouth, sits them on their butt, and then they're trying to f- get their wits about them. Now, both of those aren't necessarily indicative of the ending. I think the second one is more so if San Fran comes out, and punches them in the mouth, and just starts going to work. I think that's all she wrote. However, Minnesota, if they come out and they kind of are the ones who punched first, hit San Fran in the mouth, and was like, wait a minute. Like, you know, they say they score on a big play or just on their first drive, and, and but they hold San Fran to a field goal. And it's like, whoa, what's going on? I don't think San Fran's going to panic. I think they're going to reevaluate. They're just going to step back, gather their bearings, and they're going to they're gonna find their footing, and they're going to start swinging right back. And I think we're going to have a shootout. But I think, I think San Fran, I think even with that momentum, the 49ers, to me, is one of the they're one of these teams this year that is just built to get there. They've got everything going right. They did have some injuries, sure. They have this weird three-headed combo at at running back that is wild and works. I see them as 
getting getting a win this week. So I think it could be close. I think it also could be kind of a blowout. I really don't think it will be, you know, because San Francisco have two weeks to it's a double edged sword having two weeks to prepare. But in, it, honestly, it's, I think it's more of a positive than anything from the player standpoint. It's like double edged sword because you're kind of restless. But from a coaching and a and a game plan standpoint, you get more film on Minnesota. And you get more time to evaluate film, build your game plan, and do that, and go more into depth with that. So I think I think that's a win. I think the 49ers are going to win. They're a seven-point favorite. You know, I, I'd say they win by a touchdown. Maybe a 28-21 kind of a deal. I could see that happening. So now Minnesota, they could totally... Totally surprised me. Okay, this is very interesting. So, if you want to read, I'm ref- just to give you some context here. I'm referencing, and I'll include this link in the in the in the notes for the show. But I am referencing the ESPN's breakdown. They have a page breaking down every matchup, and they have some interesting statistics. So, here's one: um, Minnesota and San Fran. These teams are tied for fifth in sacks this season. While finishing in the bottom ten on in blitz percentage, it means they just got there raw. So they can they can create pressure. So I think that's going to be a huge factor. It always is. And looks like both passers, Jimmy G and Kirk, they're uh, just they're in the low sixties in passer rating when under pressure. So it's really who can perform under pressure. And that, I think that's going to play a huge part. <clears throat> Um, another one we have. So they both are big on play action, which means obviously you need the running game to get the play action. So you stop the running game, you get pressure, and you're going to make them beat you where they're weakest. And that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. Ooh, here's an interesting betting one. Since 2014, 49ers are 1-12-1 against the spread as a favorite of at least six points, including 0-6-1 against the spread this season. Whoa. Wow. And then quarterbacks that make their postseason debut for a number one seed under the current playoff format are four and five the previous nine quarterbacks in the situation are four and five outright and two and seven against the spread so if you want to go off the betting numbers it does not look good for the 49ers you're talking you're talking a loss but I, albeit i think it'll be a close loss but i'm gonna i'm gonna take it i'm gonna say there are a couple wins in there and i think they're gonna they're gonna go for it wow that's super interesting we so and their picks were all really, really close. All right, next we'll move on to the Titans at the Ravens. Ryan Tana Thrill or Tana Trill, as people have been calling him, coming out of nowhere, slinging and slaying. More so, I should say. <clears throat> Actually, I don't really give him that much credit. He did enough. Derek Henry put the team on my back and watched me run a marathon in record time. This dude's insane. What they do? How they how they won? How they win last week? You know what they did? Derrick Henry couldn't be stopped. 
I watched that game, and the whole time, every time, you know, they were running with him, giving him the ball, and he would get six, seven, eight, ten yards. You know, not every play, but he would he would have those types of plays consistently where he'd break into the second level and get a ten or twelve yard gain, and those were crucial. You can't you can't limit if you couldn't limit those enough, you're going to lose. And sure enough, that's what happened. They lost. So. On the other side of the ball here, we've got the seemingly unstoppable Baltimore Ravens. I would chalk them up as another team who is having that kind of year. Everything's put together. Everything's coming together. Things are looking good. I think think they have a very serious shot. I actually put them as making it to the Super Bowl and possibly even winning. I honestly don't remember who I predicted last week. This is why I had the pigskin pick them. All season because I was able to reference and I didn't. Otherwise, I don't write these down. But I don't think I had them winning. But that's uh, we'll get there when we get there. Wow. So stats now here: Baltimore blitzed on forty-eight point seven percent of opponent dropbacks. So half the time they're bringing a blitz. Holy cow! And because of those, they have sixteen takeaways. And a 49% opponent completion percentage, and a 29 opponent QBR rating, QB rating. Holy crap! But on the flip side of that, Ryan Tannehill threw. He's thrown seven touchdowns and only one interception against the Blitz this season. And he ranked third in yards per. Ten. Holy cow, dudes! Dudes doing something right. So once again, you know, it's building this narrative. It's like, all right. Baltimore's going to be bringing the pressure. And I think I think this the crux of this comes down ultimately to like jeez, Baltimore, they bring the pressure. Derrick Henry though. You shut down Derrick Henry, make Tannehill beat you through the air, and that's a and that's a challenge I think you'll win. So, it's it's going to come down to the same thing it was last week. This is what I said last week with the Patriots. They have to stop Derrick Henry. You stop Derrick Henry, you stop the Titans. They could still win, don't get me wrong, but that's just, that is the kind of the foundation of their team on the offensive side of the ball right now. They get Derrick Henry going consistently, yes, then that's how it goes. So, we'll move on to the next matchup then. I'm going to take the Ravens. Uh, look, the, the Titans were a fun surprise upset team the last couple weeks. They're going to run out of juice. The Ravens are cocked and ready to strike and get to the next round, get to the AFC Championship game. All right, Texans Chiefs. This one's going to be exciting. You have, as the media are dubbing him, MJ, a.k.a. Sean Watson, which I want to point something out very important. There there was a commentator who said, you know, my, Michael Jordan level, you know, he, he is, what did he say? He basically just called him Michael Jordan. He said he's like, he's like the Michael Jordan of football. While there's some truth in that statement, I don't take the statement as true. I was talking to my buddy because when he heard that, and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is just a talking head trying to say something crazy to get everyone to go, whoa, and then they're tuned in and locked in on that program. It's just a ratings thing, you know? You say something crazy, and people then tune in, and you're like, all right, they're locked in on this. You got them. You got eyes and ears. 
You got people listening to you now. And for me, I would say, look, you can have... It would be fair to be like Deshaun Watson played at a Michael Jordan type level that game. Like he's he's playing out of his mind. He 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 was Michael Jordan for this game. Like saying something like that. But there's such a it's a small but it but it's an important difference in in saying that versus saying he's the Michael Jordan of football. One of them is saying, "Yo, he is at a Michael Jordan level." Like, right in this moment. Like, you're picking... If you're looking at a timeline, you pick this point, and that's the game. It's like, yo, that was Michael Jordan level right there. Versus, the other one is saying, looking across the entire football NFL timeline, and saying, who's Michael Jordan? Deshaun Watson. Because this one game, this one time. Not to say he hasn't... I mean, he's put the team on his back, and, like, he is... He's, like, Derrick Henry's... That dude for the Titans, Sean Watson's that dude for the Texans. And so, thanks to Deshaun Watson, they're they're in the mix. And they won last week's game. And they're here against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Which is, oh, it's going to be tough. The Texans, first of all, you're in Houston. You're just playing in a dome. You're going up to Arrowhead. Weather. And I'm pretty sure we got, yeah, there's winter weather coming through this weekend. It's going to be, I think that's going to play a huge factor here. On what Deshaun's going to be able to do. And I think that, that obviously plays in Kansas City's favor. So Kansas City, holy crap, is a 10-point favorite. Which, you know, honestly I'm not that surprised by it. They are just, they are just a Gatling gun of a team. Like, when it comes to points, holy crap. But that, that kind of, that obviously annoyed me. But I've kind of learned to just like find those moments when it's like, alright, you're just saying something to say something wild. Like, you're just making a bold claim to make a bold claim. You don't, you know, you don't actually believe it. It's more so kind of an act. You, you are putting on a show when you say stupid stuff like that. It's instigating. You're trying to get a rise. You're trying to make good TV, make good debate, have something to talk about. And it's like, you know, you can have a perfectly good discussion and actually with good content without having to make some bold, crazy claims. It's just asinine that that's how that works, but it is what it is. Um... Look, the Texans are going to do, they're going to come out swinging. They're going to try. The Chiefs, though, they're just, they're going to shed their defense. That secondary is the weak spot for the Texans. You know what's a strong spot for the Chiefs? Those receivers. They don't really have a run game. They have a receiver game. And they have, you know what they have? They have speed. So I think think Kansas City is going to kind of have their way with them. I think it'll still pan out to be a good game, like a fun game to watch. So, I mean, the big thing is that people, that this is saying on this article is that, like, look, the Chiefs defensively have improved, but they haven't faced a quarterback like Watson. Yeah, that's very true. Depending on how weather pans out, though, you you know, the weather's going to play a little almost a defensive factor. But that's true. I think Deshaun Watson's probably going to do some crazy stuff once again, but... All in all, I don't see their defense as being able to stop Kansas City at all. So they're just going to shred them. And, I mean, it, it, it's really going to be a shootout. I think you know, it might be, maybe it might be a shootout. I don't know. It could be a, you know, 19-17 to 17 game or something like that. Or 21-14. to 14, But it could be like a 42-35 to 35 or, you know, 42-28 to 28 type game. So... We'll just have to see how that pans out, but yeah, it looks like everybody, yeah, their two picks have them winning. So let's uh, 
Close this out. Seahawks at Packers. This one should be fun. Green Bay is a four-point favorite. It's in Green Bay. And here you say Green Bay's got the favorite because they're at home. And so when you have bad weather, Green Bay wins at home. Because the weather plays a huge factor at Lambeau. And that's so real. However, Seattle comes from a place where weather's not great either. So I don't think there's a super big distinct like advantage weather-wise. Like with the other one with the Texans being a dome team. And the Chiefs at Arrowhead up north in the cold. I don't see a huge advantage there. So I'm going to call that kind of a wash. Seattle, boy, oh boy. They, I would just, as an Eagles fan, I'm obviously upset about last week, but once you lost Carson, I mean, the fact that it was still as close and it came down and we had like five chances to make a comeback and, and still even tie it up or win it with Josh McCown, who just found out in the second half had a torn hamstring. He's out at possibly up to six months. He had to have surgery. He was playing with a torn hamstring. Not a strain, pulled, torn. Hats off to Josh McCown. That dude, mad respect for you. Keep him on the team, please. Because that I love that kind of fight out of him. But, you know, once Wentz went down, it was like he was it for us in a lot of ways and driving force behind that offense but with Miles Sanders and that totally puts a wrench in your game plan so all in all I'm happy with how the Eagles season ended yeah it's upsetting to see them lose that way but when you put the whole season in context and frame and see we had practice squad players all over the place I'm fine with it and then they fired their crappy offensive coordinator and their receivers coach two of which which I definitely it's like, all right, where are our bigger struggles? Receiver, well, also cornerback, but that's a different subject. More so, but on offense, it was rhythm and and getting getting some sort of good play calling going forward that just wouldn't just stagnate our offense after we have two good plays on a drive and then just random stagnation and and then it would be stagnation the rest of the time. It's like, the, some it was crappy, and then. And then, yeah, the receiver play was underwhelming. So, two positions that I'm fine with needing to go. But I'm totally off topic here. Seattle, Green Bay. Look, Green Bay has been off my radar. For them. They've just been doing their own thing, winning games. Seattle, been a little bit more on my radar. But not as much. Oh, did I say did I say Kansas City's going to win and they're going to face Baltimore in the championship? About the last matchup. If I didn't. I'm sorry, that's my prediction. If I did, I'm sorry for repeating myself, but whatever. See, this is a tough one because as much as I want to believe in the Seahawks, the fellow birds, that Russell Wilson is going to continue his MVP-type run and get this win, I I think they're too beaten up. And Green Bay, I think Green Bay is going to come out and show out. So... Oh, here we go. But this is an interesting thing because the Russell Wilson effect is very powerful. The betting nugget on this article. Wilson is 26-13-2 against the spread in his career as an underdog, including playoffs, covering 10 of his past 12 games. He also is 10-2 and 
against the spread and seven and five outright in his career as an underdog of at least four points. So there we go. They're four point underdog right now. So according to the bets, betting history and stats, pretty good shot. And I, I think this is going to be a great game because I'm, I'm having trouble deciding a winner. Obviously it's easy to say green Bay, the favorite, but Seattle's got this mojo about them. They might, I mean, Russell Wilson might Russell Wilson his way to a dub. And I'm going to give a slight edge to Green Bay just off of health and time to prepare. But I, you know, I honestly don't know, and I need to look into this. An interesting thought is what historically has been more beneficial? You get, you stay in the rhythm of playing every week and you get a win and you get momentum and you come out and you, you, then you go in the divisional or is it more beneficial you get the rest, you get the two weeks of practice to prepare for a single team and you get more film on them? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not sure there's, there would be a definitive answer, but that's just something that we'll have to look at. So, I'm... But at the same time, for me, I'm leaning towards Green Bay, but at the same time, I'm kind of just annoyed with Aaron... with the media's love of Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying he's overrated. I'm, I'm saying he's overhyped. If there, if there can be a distinct difference there. Meaning the media gives him far too much credit. The guy is great. He is. He is. But honestly, it's, I mean, this team's been kind of hodgepodge and been kind of a mess, but I guess he is the mainstay. So, I mean, it, it shows what a, what a top-tier quarterback can do for a team is like even in the midst of having problems and issues, he can still make, make cool stuff happen. So I'm going to stick with Green Bay. That's where my gut is leading me. I don't think Seattle's got enough health and things together to be able to really compete with him. Aaron Jones has been destroying. He's got, he's got Devontae Adams back. Rodgers does. So and San Lambeau. So I, I think we're gonna go with, with Green Bay on that. So that's that's that wraps up my picks there. So I've got Green Bay winning, Kansas City winning, Baltimore winning. Oh crap, are these all the favorites right now? And San Francisco winning. I have all the favorites winning. Something tells me in my bones that's not common or that's not historically accurate that you're not gonna have a favorite. But you know what? Let's just ride that lightning. If I were going to pick an upset, it would be Seattle and be Minnesota. Those two upsets. I don't think Houston or Tennessee have what it takes, but I could be totally wrong. So let me know your picks. And then also, LSU is going to win the championship in college football. Let me know your picks on college football, on any of the NFL games coming up this weekend. Uh, anything, everything. Critique my picks. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I appreciate your, your listenership. As always, uh, I'm sure... I just realized there may have been an email that I totally forgot to check. And I'm sorry to Connor because I know you're a loyal emailer. If you email me and I did not check it and it was relevant to this week's games, I'll check it now and if it's, and then I'll address it in the subsequent episode. So thanks again, once again, thanks once again for listening, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Ramblingviking at gmail.com. Shoot me an email with your thoughts, anything, pics, whatever. We'll see you next time.
All right, anyways, move on to the next game, Chargers-Chiefs. I, along with, I had the Chiefs? I had the Chiefs. Thank goodness. (laughs) 97% of people had the Chiefs. They're those few Chargers fans that make up that 3%. Actually, I think it's, I don't even think it's Chargers fans. I think it's people who just were trying to pick a crazy upset. Yeah, agree. But the Chiefs are also in a playoff race. Chargers have not had a home game in years. That stadium, as for mm-hmm. almost every game, sells out to the opposing yep. fans. And, like, the Raiders stadium is almost black. Philip Rivers mm-hmm. couldn't hear the the coaching staff on the sideline, so he was complaining about it, telling, trying to get the crowd to be quiet. Like, no! the As as your home team, yeah. you're supposed to be loud to the opposing oh, yeah. offense to make life difficult. Sorry and, you've been, you're used to a nice, quiet stadium. Yeah, yes. <laughs> And so Phil Rivers is just cry- Phil Rivers is just a crybaby though. Mm-hmm. And they're they're down to Keenan Allen who's injury prone. Yep. Melvin Gordon injury prone. But Austin Eckler stepped out this that year. Man. But the Chargers Chargers is one of those other teams. They've just kind of wallowed in mediocrity the last. They're not the Browns. No. But they are just like I wouldn't even call them underwhelming necessarily. They're just not doing anything. They're just there. But they got also got to forget they have a third running back. Derek Watt, the third Watt brother, who gets oh overlooked because he's on the Chargers. If he was uh, with the Raiders, he'd be doing better. And he's a running back. He's yeah. the only offensive he's a fullback. He's a fullback. He's more of a fullback well, than a running back, too. Who so uses a fullback? Every team in the playoffs. That's true. Every team that is in the playoff run has No, a, Eagles don't. Eagles don't? No. I was pretty sure that they did. Okay. No. Mm-mm. But um, we'll we'll bring in we'll, they, they'll use a we'll use a tight end before we use a running back Raiders or have a, Raiders have a rookie fullback we don't did, have we did great this year Alec, Alec. we also run you we run a lot of stuff out of the gun a lot of zone reads mm-hmm. a lot of jet sweep type actions so we run some under center stuff but it's like a stretch play no but uh, well maybe the thing said eighty eight percent of the teams in all the but lives. one yeah. And like the Raiders, Raiders have a rookie fullback. Mm-hmm. Fullbacks are still there. They're, they're just—they're just, a dying breed. Yeah, and it, it makes me—it kind of makes me sad, but doesn't at the same time because they're fantasy—they're yeah. they're practically fantasy irrelevant. Oh, they are totally. Oh. For me, I'm looking at that like, dude, you are—you think you're an offensive player? No, no, no. Slim down. Work on that agility. Mm-hmm. Linebacker, my friend. Live up to your Watt name and go to defense, and I guarantee you, mm. you'll do better. You don't have to be a big D end because you're obviously if you're a fullback, you're obviously probably not as big. I think big. he is the shortest Watt, but he, I think he's six foot even. Oh, six foot. He, he's so, t- tall enough to be a linebacker. Yeah. You don't have to be huge. You just yeah. gotta you just gotta be able to make the right moves. None of none of TJ nor Derek are as big as JJ. JJ is massive, but J-J-J. to his demise. Name the last healthy the last year he had a healthy season and didn't have any sort of injuries. Oh Anyways, my. getting off track. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then everyone's bane of their existence, Dolphins at Patriots. You know what I told myself? I'm gonna start the Patriots defense because it's the Dolphins. And the playoff the last week seventeen actually matters to everybody going into the playoffs really. Mm-hmm. And then what do the Patriots do? They lay a big giant goose egg and give up 27 points. Their defense only had four points. Oh, I had the Baltimore defense who had 23 points against the Steelers. With backup defensive players. Because I looked at that game. I said, it's the Steelers. The Steelers are going to try really hard. The Ravens are coasting. I was like, it's not going to be a big deal. And everything was wrong. Everything was wrong. <laughs> oh, Still my. won. But yeah, 
96% of people picked the Patriots. I'm assuming you did. Yeah, I picked the Patriots. Yeah. Duh. Duh. And then the Dolphins stupidly won. God. So right now we're still neck and neck. I'm still one point down. Fitzpatrick. Oh, he's the Patriots' bane, isn't he? He has beaten the Patriots with every team he's played for. Yep. He's the only, and it's like he's got their number. Mm-hmm. That's like, why? I'm going to remember that now. Yeah. And I'm going to pay attention to when it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he All beat right. them on the Jets. He beat them on the Titans? Was he, I think, was How he, many teams has he been on? Beats me, dude. dude he, me. He's he, been he, on like he, five or six teams. He's one of those quarterbacks that keeps just... Finding a team. Yep, he finds he'll, a home. he'll find somebody who needs them and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, There's players like that throughout the NBA, NFL, hockey. I don't know hockey, so I can't he's say He's been anymore. on yeah, Miami. Oh, he's been on the Bucks. Okay, yeah, he beat the Patriots with the Bucks. I think. Mm-hmm. I know he beat them with the Jets, and now he's beat them with Miami. Let's see. I pulled this up real quick. Might not be the... Might not be the Gosh, he's 37. Yeah, he was... He, I didn't realize he was that he, old. I thought until, it was 30. Until he, he he graduated from Harvard. Yeah, yep. He went graduated to Harvard. Graduated from Harvard in four years. Broke the record for highest quarterback test. That, that test that they give oh, quarterbacks yeah. for the smarts. The smarts, yeah. Real the, smarts. the smarts! Yeah, and he broke that record. And then a lineman broke that record years <laughs> later. He, that lineman played for Baltimore. He had a PhD in five years at college. Whew, that's insane. All right, here we go. You ready for the teams? The Rams. The Bengals. The Bills. That's who we're forgetting. Yeah. So it was the Bills, Jets, and Miami that he beat them And then the Titans for a year. Then the Texans for a year. Then the Jets. Then the Bucks. And now the Dolphins. Wow. He is literally every... The only team he has been on for more than... I guess you want to say two seasons? Um, The Bills. You know. 2009, 2012. Every other so team. Three like, seasons. Every, yeah, it's 05 to 06, 07 to 08, 2013, 2014, then 2015, 16, then 17, 18, and now 19 to the present. So he has only been on uh, one team for more than a season, really, or wow. a, a year. Whenever he retires, I hope he lets his beard go white, and I hope it goes white fast because he could be Santa Claus. Dude, he'd be a great Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Random, random note there. It's like, he's got a fluffy beard. No, he does. It's gnarly. Anywho. So are we moving? Fitzpatrick. So then Saints, Panthers. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Panthers have been sucking. Mm. Um, they fell off the map for whatever it's just reason. Christian McCaffrey. Like, he's going. Yeah. He, Christian will do something, but the Panthers' defense won't do anything. You'll have Eric Reed talk about something about at the end of the game about how he, Colin Kaepernick should be in the game still. Uh, like, Eric, shut up. Just be grateful that you're in the league. Colin Kaepernick just wants to be a martyr. That's a whole different story, though. Anyways, yes. And then the Saints are trying. The Saints, the Saints are picking up steam because they're trying to get redemption for that mm. botched no call. Oh, they, the, earlier in the season or last playoff game? Last playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Because they had that one game mm-hmm. this season already that was mm-hmm. just like... They're going to be nipping. The, the refs this year. Dude. Like, if you're talking about any year, like can't, the the team should be able to file a complaint to find the refs at this point. You initiate, when they initiate, you can challenge for non-PI, like no calls mm-hmm. or to get PIs. I don't think any. Maybe one of those got overturned. I remember there was something early on in the year about like none of those getting overturned. But. None of them. Offensive passing interferences or defense. No, I don't. Or what? Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know the Raiders lost six of them. Holy crap! This year, 
And so finally, it's like, Gruden, why do you keep challenging them? They're not giving it to you. Yeah, you got to learn, all right, they're not going to give it to us. We just got to keep playing. And, but I am uh, of the mindset, like, you can't blame the refs for your losses totally. There are certain situations where it's like, that could have been a big moment. But at the same time, if I'm a coach of a team, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let my, like, oh, well, the refs botched that call. I'm going to come down and say, you know, if we do if we do things right and take care of business, we should win. And even regardless, or in light of getting maybe a bad call or two. All right, I'll save save what I'll say for in the game because Raiders are coming up here. Yeah, so get ready. All right, gotta save it for the NFC East matchup. <laughs> I think we all saw this coming: the Redskins and the Cowboys. The poor Redskins. Oof, been a. Redskins are the, the Redskins are one of those garbage teams. I put them in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Browns are the Browns. The Redskins are the Redskins. They fired, they fired their head coach. They fired their G, their GM, or was it their operations uh, manager? It was one of those two. But but Twitter universe was finally like I had friends saying they finally finally were free of Satan. Is how they viewed him because of how bad he was. Apparently, Dude, the Redskins the Redskins organization is bad. That's what you have to realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently they had a lot of issues with their medical staff actually lying to the players about their health. Like Which you had the you had the one Pro Bowl lineman that quit on them this season because he actually had a a tumor in the back of his neck, oh and they told him it was nothing. Gosh. They had told him for years that it was there was nothing wrong with it, so he never went to a different doctor. Finally, always it's second ca- opinion. Bro. Finally, it's ca- causing him pain this year. He went. He they told him it was him. nothing. Then he found out it was actually a tumor in the back of his, between the head and like right there on the back. He yeah. couldn't get his helmet on properly. Oh my gosh. And so he went and had surgery. The owner lent him his private plane to fly to get surgery. And then he came back and then he took a while to get healthy from the recovering. Got the tumor successfully removed. But then he said he had hurt a little bit to put his helmet on. So they placed him on injured reserve. Hmm. And so they wouldn't have to pay him, and now he's left the team. Yeah, I would too, because the Redskins are a terrible organization. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Cowboys took care of business. That was an obvious pick. I was, I there was, uh, there was a little voice in the back of my mind that was like, maybe the Redskins will do yeah. something crazy. But I was like, no, nah, they're they're on fire too much, they, and now the Cowboys are just they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna be a talent versus a non-talent and yeah. non-scheme non-good scheme. Like there's nothing good going on with the Redskins, and the Cowboys at least mm-hmm. have. On paper talent, and that's gonna. So that's what led to the 47 so, 16 win. Redskins have four starting running backs on that team. Yeah, it's Darius Geis, Adrian Pearson, Bryce Love, and uh, I can't remember who the left, the fourth is now, but Bryce Love came out of Stanford. He was second, third in candidate, second for candidate for the Heisman, lost to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. Lamar's earning that Heisman. Lamar. Bryce had 2,277 rushing yards as a sophomore in college. Next two years, he did nothing for Stanford. He went to, back to his senior year, mm-hmm. fell off, kind of fell off the radar. I liked him. He was a hard worker. kind of wanted to go to Oakland. He's got that Marshawn mentality. He's yeah. going to go through you. He's going to go through you. He's going to stiff arm you into the ground. So I like him. I hope he gets a shot next year. When he, Hopefully, since they put they, – I believe they put him right away on injured reserve. So I hope they – Get him healthy, and we can see Bryce Love doing some work. I like him. Yeah, I, I could absolutely agree with that. Um, <laughs> here we go, though. We, Game pause, time. Pause, pause. Oh. We got a special. So, on my fantasy, I have a fantasy chat for our, all of us on Facebook because I'm friends with everyone. 
So I posted a photo of Gus here getting his money oh, winnings, yeah. and we we had a reply from one of two who I've nicknamed the pastor in our league because he he's in I don't know if he's finished it, but he was in ministry school. Ray Stone, who's from Wichita, and he says, "Congratulations! I hope you choke on it." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. But no, that is that that's not who that's not who I beat. No, or is it no? It was. Um, uh, I can't remember now. It might have been league standings. Is it? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, the Metal Arc Marauders. <laughs> yeah, Metal Arc Marauders because that is, that is the yep. that is the Wichita <laughs> FC team oh. for their for Wichita's professional soccer team. Gotcha. <laughs> yep. Beat him one two sixty eight to two fifty eight. Well, that's a decide. That's a pretty decisive one. Dude, but it was-, it was two. No, it wasn't. It no, it wasn't. Third quarter of that game. Third quarter. We'll talk about it when I get there. Okay. Um, All right. So we're we're on. we're at, we're here. We're at your team, man. Raiders Broncos. Oh, you know what I did, right? You know what I did, you right? The Raiders, like I did. Yeah. You know why? Because I have a little bit of like I'm like yeah. Josh is a Raiders fan. You know I'm, I I kind of there's that side of me that's like I just the Raiders are fun to me. And I like the organization. I like the culture they have there. And so it's one of those where it's like, Our objectively, I'm, I, I would like them to do well, you know? Because it doesn't bother me how they, if they're super good or not. I do get annoyed by our quarterback. I, yeah. lo- I love Derek Carr. A little too religious for me. Because every press conference, he has to thank God. But it's, it's whatever. Carson Wentz does the same thing. I do the same People thing. People love Carson Wentz. So I'm like, I put up with it. I like mm-hmm. him. But, oh my God. Oh, I hope we fire our special teams coordinator because we had six blocked field goals this season. And that's what lost us the game. They, really? They blocked our extra point attempt to tie the game at 16-16. Oh, the extra point. The extra point. Because I saw that and I was like, yeah, I picked the Raiders. Now check this. 44, only 44% of people picked the Raiders. I, I, I believe that. The Raiders, Raiders are... But I thought they were good enough. And then what's up with the Broncos? Oh, and Drew Locke? Who? Yeah, Drew Locke had nothing to lose, so that's why he did well. And everyone's blowing him up on Twitter because he was singing to put on by Jay yeah. Jay-Z. I'm like, that's kind of cool because I, I I worked out to that song in middle school. <laughs> in middle school. Let's leave it back there. It's still got a good beat, though. Yeah. But, the but anyways. Raiders, the Raiders have... Oh, I didn't realize that. The, the entire... The PAT. Oh, my. Was, it, was this, like, at the last minute? Yeah. This was with... 30 seconds left to go. So they the drive down the field. They Let's scored a touchdown. Hold on. Back it up a little bit. Right, right, right. Set the stage, right? So had the Broncos just scored or were... Or, well, no. They... Raiders had... So it was 16 to... to 10. 10. No. No. Yeah. No, 16, 16 to 9. Yeah. Raiders had three field goals. Did the Broncos too? They had uh, to. They might have, yeah. Because it was, a weir- it was a weird game for kicking... Yeah, they must have had three field goals. But anyway, anywho, I'm, so Raiders it, lost a pass. It, it wasn't back and forth, no. but the Raiders got the ball with how long? Couple, four, three, four minutes three, left. Three, four minutes left. Drive Derek, down. Derek Carr has the most game-winning drive since he's entered the league in the wow. fourth quarter. All right. He's, he's the next generation's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Oh, man, the neighbors are playing their music. Sorry if you hear that in the background. They like to play. Them. Um, They're like three houses over. They we lost we lost a uh, challenge on a passing interference call. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
just it just goes on the stuff that's gone wrong this season. It all, it's, but this game, walk me through this, this game. game alone. The, this last bit of this game, they drive down we the should field. Have, they should have won it. Drive down the field, they score. 30 seconds left, and then was it blocked from the... Was they come through the middle or the edge? The edge. Edge rush the got The edge. See, I would have been more shocked. I, I would have anticipated, based on how many field goals you told me that or they had blocked, I would assume it lapsed in the middle, but they got them from the edge. This, I think it was... The majority have been the edges. Really? And no, it's no one coming up the middle. And it's, like outright blocked or just like tipped? I think this one was a... It hit like the base of the hand. It was. Uh, it wasn't just a little graze of yeah, the finger. So that he, he like got. He was a good, good part of block. The like there was no doubt he was missing the field goal. It, it's Chase. It's the Daniel Carlson Vikings okay. old kicker. It's like why why we we released Janikowski the epitome 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 Thank you. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. totally good. Awkward. But it. A representation of Raider football. Yeah, man. He's literally going to be on the next bench warm, the next, the backups or the warmups, the bench warmers with Keanu Reeves when they remake <laughs> the remake of that movie. Yeah. And he's going to be out there smoking a cigar while kicking a field goal. <laughs> There's been rumors that he drank vodka in his in his bottle. I believe it, dude. While playing, it's just like, and his name is Janikowski. Yeah, that's not we Raider Nation. We him in the second round. <laughs> he is the leading scorer. <laughs> he is the leading scorer in Raider history. <laughs> he has the most games played, most games started. He has so many records, and we release him. And then he goes to Seattle and does, and then retires. Yeah, that kind of sucks. He couldn't retire. He's, Raider. He signed. He, he did the whole sign the like the one week contract. Yeah. So retired as a Raider, but Raiders lost. Oh God, it's it's just been a mess of a season. I think that epitomizes their season though, because what they finished then seven and nine. Because uh, six, six and ten. That's that can't be right. I think because right here weeks going into week seven. So the records I have right here are what mm-hmm. they had going into the week. Seven and eight. They finish, they, yeah, they finished seven, seven and, and nine. nine. That epitomizes the Raiders' they season, al- though. Oh, God. They allowed 419 points. Ew. That is the most by 70 points in the AFC West. Yep. that You know, giving up giving up a ton of points, even, no matter how many you score. They uh, outscored the Broncos. <laughs> That's good. But that's, that's the only ones they had They had some PATs. They blocked. had so many dropped passes. So. There's a, there's a little. Dip. Oh, drops too. Amari, the Raiders got rid of Amari Cooper mm-hmm. because of his dropped passes. Mm. He, from in his three years with the Raiders, I think he dropped 40% of his passes. Holy crap. It was crap, some ungodly terrible. high number. And, and, you're, and you're supposed to be and he also, top tier receiver. He also led us in receiving yards. Those years, it's like we had two one thousand yard receivers that year. We had Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper. Both are gone as soon as John Gruden gets there. That's fair. And I was like, I, I was okay with Amari. Amari didn't want to be with us. Right now, there's two Oklahoma players that I'm all on like draft them, draft <laughs> them because they were showing up to the games in Raider gear. The their big linebacker and CD Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is a monster. So if if he falls to the Raiders, I will have no complaint if they take him. That dude, he, that dude can do what he wants. He wants to be with the Raiders too. He's worn like jersey and hat uh, to the games. Not a suit, not the sweatsuits yeah. or stuff that like Baker mm-hmm. danced in all the time. No, he was wearing Raider outfits. So I'm like, <laughs> like 
Just draft That's him. Funny. Raiders draft him. He wants to be here. Let's get some players that want to be here and want, want to do well. We're, we need the Raider mentality again. Yeah, you need – it's so unique, the, the Raider the Raider Nation culture, that you have to have the right kind of players, not just physically mm-hmm. but – Mentally, and I think that's a huge part. If you can get guys that like grew up in that, like yeah, Raiders, mm-hmm. I think I think that's when they're going to see success. Because John Gruden or not, like I think yeah. I think he'll do decent, but as long as he's not like, as long as he doesn't go the Chip Kelly route and tro- totally try and like oh, implode right. and just bring and get rid of all of our good players and bring in these players and try and run it like he's finished, a, a college coach. Then we finished fine. the season with our third string and fourth string safeties as starters. Sounds like sounds like the Eagles. We lost our rookie, starting rookie, Jonathan Abrams. That first game against the Broncos, he tore a pectoral or shoulder shoulder muscle on a tackle on one of the running backs, and he's he he was quoted in saying, "Well, my shoulder just started hurting. I switched to hitting them with the other." (laughs) Like that's Raider. That's Raider Nation. He's a brooding grinder. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm gonna keep him, and then we traded our other one to Texans. And then the next week we played them and one of our receivers burned him on like a 50-yard touchdown. Because he got burned so many times. Carl Joseph Jr. Played, oh, yeah. Played for West Virginia. I know who you're like he, about. he had some big moments, but he gave up the big plays, kind of like Marcus Peters. But yep. The, Vegas is wanting them to change their colors. Yeah, because it's dull. And they, Vegas wants something Vegas bright and vibrant. Vegas wants right? the black and gold. They want the gold, like the Knights. They want the Knights. I don't, so I don't, don't want to do that. Their WNBA team, their hockey team, and their football team would be the entire, the same colors. Would teams. be black and gold, so it's all in unison. I can kind of see it, but to me, the Raiders are close enough to that already that I think you're fine. Before Alabama. What if they added in, like, a gold trim? I don't, mm. I don't think... I don't, Fundamentally changing? No. I gotta, I gotta get you my photo of them, but I photoshopped a photo of a blackout Raider uniform because we, oh. they've never done it for the color oh, rush. That would be cool. And it is pure black. The number's black. The jersey's black. Ah. And it, the only thing that's... The only color on there is silver, and that yeah. is the trim. Hmm. Like the, na- the names, the numbers, the outlines, that's silver. Two pinstripes, silver stripes going down the pant leg. It is sick looking. That's awesome. But we've never had a black one. We've always yeah. done the white out with the silver. You like, think they're going to cave and go gold? I oh, God, I hope not. They, random fact, before Al Davis bought the Raiders, their original colors were gold and silver. Huh. But that was that muddy gold color yeah. that was ugly, not flashy. And that's when he, why he changed it to silver. He wanted something with a spark to it. And, ugh. I, I, I personally hope they stay the same because I, I think it's kind of stupid. I do see the positives to mm-hmm. like from from like when you're looking at the city's perspective. If all your teams happen to have all the same colors, it, it's a really great unison yeah. thing that you have going, and like everybody's wearing black and gold, and it's like, hey, we're cheering for Vegas. But at the same time, then there's no distinction because you may you may be a fan of hockey, but not a. F- Football, and you, you may be, like someone else, and so it, you'd it, be able to wear your your team's gear to that game and not clash or have the wrong colors or get like right. you're not a real fan type. Of right, thing. but my thing is, even if if they stay black and silver, it's still not that much off. You're gonna no. see like okay, they're wearing knights gear, but they're here at the Raiders game, so like, yeah, they're about it. You know, uh, it's it's all still like a base of like you have that. That black look, and then it's just gold versus silver. I One guess, of the but. big talks for the Raider fans, will there be a black hole? Because the mm-hmm. ODOT Coliseum in right. Oakland has 
a segment of the field that is really similar to some college stadiums. It's almost on the field. Oh wow! It's it's the the first row is inches above the field. Ooh! So it was called the black hole. Opposing players yeah. literally have had beer poured on them because they were <laughs> idiots and ran out there. Yeah. And Derek Carr's whole thing said before the final game that we're go- I'm going to the black hole whether or not we win or lose to say goodbye to the fans at their last home game. Mm-hmm. They lost, got booed off the field, food was thrown on the field. Um, there was a there was the in, there was an infamous nacho toss. Someone someone very artfully tossed a container of nachos into the end zone from the black hole right in the middle. It was really good throw. Like, I got to give them props. Some of the fans actually stole stadium seats. Like they, <laughs> I'm not surprised they, at all. They took bol- they took the dry the wrenches and everything and took the seats with them. They just took them. And like there's videos on them like how is security Raiders. how of the security do you not like hey should we stop them? Are you going to try and stop a mob of Raiders fans from stealing a Nope, not worth my job. And it just Derek Carr with a black hole. A lot of the fans there were to congratulate him and say tell them we'll see them in Vegas. But the issue with the fans is, will they have a black hole in mm-hmm. Vegas? And I think they're trying to design a really removable one. Okay. Just in case they have some issues and they need to, they don't want to make something permanent yeah. in there. And then just have to block it off for games. Because that stadium is going to be hosting college games, um, NCAA games. Right, it's, multi, it's multi-use. Going be, it's going to be huge. The it's, it's already been renamed by the Raider fans. It's the Allegiant Stadium. But it's called the Death Star by us. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, why do you always got to give it Star Wars references? So like, Sorry. It's, it looks like... It, it, it does. fancy. It looks nice. In the original plans for it, they were looking to build a brand new escalator lift for wheelchairs. Wow. And they, they, they tossed it aside because it was going to cost way too much money to install that. All right. I think a good little bit on the, the Raiders... Uh, moving on to the next matchup. Still, I'm still at this point. It's it's we're start, we're into the afternoon games right. on Sunday to try and pull people through this narrative, this convoluted narrative a little bit. I'm still one point down. Um, it's still neck and neck. So at this point, it looks like oh, Josh is probably going to win if all things hold. So Titans Texans, who'd you have? <laughs> I had the Texans. Woof. I you had the you had the favorable pick sixty eight percent of people man they were they were with you Deshaun Watson DeAndre I don't remember my exact reasoning outside of the fact that the Titans were hot mm-hmm. the Houston's were the Houston's the Texans <laughs> were Texans were not I'm not trying to be Dr Seuss here <laughs> but and I was like you know if there's gonna be like some weird upset I'm gonna pick this one and that, sure enough that was the pick I sat on that one I've gone through mm-hmm. all the picks and then you and I skipped that one I'm like I don't I went back to it I'm looking at this like Tannehill is hot he since, so hot since he started he's the number one quarterback and Derek Henry him. too you wanna does, it, does everyone wanna know this almost cost me the, the final <laughs> fantasy matchup too does everyone wanna know how many points the only reason it was it was a 10 point game or one of the, I'm going to say one of the biggest reasons is only a 10 point game between me and Ray. Derrick Henry, he had 45 points. Gosh, on like 200 <laughs> yards rushing and like three touchdowns. So it finally clicked with him after last year's game. Mm-hmm. That, and then the fans were like, "We need to give him the ball." And that's Screw, what they did. Screw Deion Lewis. We need to give yeah. him the ball. But 
So that's so that's where it tied it up then, huh? That's where we got tied up, and so now every pick, every pick counted. Yeah, every, which means we both missed the next pick. Yeah, well, I picked the Colts. <laughs> Me too. Well, last week I was like, all right, this has been the Colts. The bane of my existence, the Colts and the Titans this season have been mm-hmm. pissing me off more than anyone else because it always felt like early on I would pick, I would pick them in the wrong week. I would pick them in their uh, down week. And porn star Minshew just did not show up last year. <laughs> 70s, 70s porn star Minshew. Gardner I, Minshew. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just kind of part of the, the entropy that, is the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah, as Jacksonville they went to the They just Foles. oh my gosh, they paid him. Not surprised. Good for Nick Foles, yeah. Super Bowl MVP, right. Super Bowl champ. But um, I, mean, I mean, nobody should forget or downplay the MVP play that no, got yeah, got him really to was. that point and to that stage in Carson Wentz. But and definitely all the people that were like, oh, why are they? Why would they keep Carson Wentz and just roll Nick Foles? Is this is why, folks? Yeah, it's. This is why we're seeing that we're seeing that argument being Leonard Fournette is a monster. Yeah. Once if once he's truly healthy for a full season, he is. It's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stop him. I had him as rookie season. I I drafted him early, and I was like, oh, I know he was injured at LSU, but he. I love bruisers. I love those running backs that are going to they get him done. They dude. Put, they're going to put your your their hand on the helmet and baptize a, another player. <laughs> I baptize you in the name of the field. <laughs> um, did you? So, quick question, random question. Did you have anybody on your fantasy team from the Colts or the Jags? No, neither. I think I had Lambo, the kicker for the Jags, because I was like, you know what? They may not score a lot of touchdowns, yeah. but teams that struggle to score touchdowns usually. Get I was some looking field goals. for Fournette. I was looking for Fournette. I always kind of look for him just because mm. he's the only one. And Chris Conley, mm. because I'm a Georgia fan. Chris Conley played for Kansas City. Chris Conley's also an AV nerd, Star Wars person. I love it for that. There you go. Good reasons. Good oh, reasons. His girlfriend. This is going to be on here, but his girlfriend is beautiful. Also a nerd. Also a gamer. Plays video games with him while he's on the road. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Like, oh, like, you better marry her, Chris. Lock it down. Lock it down. Yeah. So... No. Um, we both botched that one then, so still neck and neck, 165. Right. This is basically tight, coming down to the last couple games. Cardinals, Rams. So this one was actually kind of tough for me. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but for me, I looked at this and I was like, Cardinals had big upset last week. The yeah. Rams have been sp- sp- sputtering. And I think my theory is because last year was their breakout year, and usually after a breakout year you see some struggles mm-hmm. because now teams know how to – game plan for them and they know and they know their scheme a little bit better and that was my and also I think Jared Goff got exposed for what he is this year <laughs> regret drafting him but I was like I don't know Kyler Murray ice in his veins Cardinals might do it and I was like ah, I think the Rams are gonna fight and they'll win and so I picked the Rams I picked you, the Rams you picked the Rams too was it was it a struggle pick for you at no, all not straightforward all. I just look like I said, I dislike Kyler. I, lo- I dislike Kyler Murray. Oh, you don't like Kyler? I Murray. love Larry Fitz. I love David Johnson, but there's no oh. there's no one on that defense besides Patrick Peterson. Yep, they're all they're all middle of the pack players. I'm not a fan of Kyler because he's too obsessed with. He's one of those. He's it's this is a good quality also, but he's too into himself. Hmm. But he put his money where his mouth was this season, and he show he proved himself not to be as bad as I thought he was going to be at the NFL level. Level, but I thought he should have stuck with baseball. 
that's better money. Yeah. But it is a very saturated field that oh. you don't know if you're ever going to make it out of the triple A's. Right. You could you could wallow away in the triple A's and it's like you might get that one call up and if you don't show up for that one call up you're not going to do well. Baseball, I think baseball is even worse in the sense of like you get your one chance, you have to make yeah. it work. NFL, you could sometimes get a couple chances. Aaron Judge for the Yankees. I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah. If he doesn't blow out those few those few, first few games he had in home runs, I don't think we would have saw him again. No, no. He would have gone back to the practice mm-hmm. squad, and who knows what would have happened. Yep. Or the Triple A's. They're not practice squads. So you're not a fan game. of Kyler Murray. I'm though. not a fan of Kyler Murray. So we're in two different boats here, because I love the dude. From the standpoint of like what I told you, mm-hmm. is if you watch or if you paid any kind of attention, a lot of their games, they got down big, mm-hmm. but then they ended up being like a 24-31 to 31 right. or something. And it wasn't close all game. It was like 31-10, to 10, right. but then... Stages a comeback. I wouldn't so. say I hate him. I'm just not a fan not of fan. him yet. But that could change depending on who he shows to. Since he's in the NFL level, he's going to be more in the public eye now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see his character a bit right. more. I've had people argue with me on Twitter and stuff. You don't know their character just from what they post. I'm like, no, you can judge someone's character can, quite a bit people, by what they. You, you got to pick up the clues. You got to be yeah. able to pick up the clues with that. And so I, I'm, I am oblivious to that side of him. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll take your word on it, though. No, I like I don't follow him, so I don't see too much. I just I follow a lot of like the publicity, like uh-huh. ESPN, and they right. when they share um, interviews and stuff. I'll I'll watch those yeah. because I like to hear how players talk. Mm-hmm. I am one of those that how intelligent is a player? Right. The big one for like a great example for me, OU player, Buddy Heald. His freshman year, he could barely form a co- coherent sentence. Speak English, and it was it was terrible. That senior year, he got a standing ovation leaving Allen Fieldhouse mm-hmm. because of how great of a player he was. And then in that post-game interview, he was amazing. Very intellectual. He proved that he was learning. Yeah. He was becoming a different person. Now, I think he's got ahead of himself in the NBA, though, because he, he, yeah. he, he said he wanted max money. I'm like, I, I think you got bad people in your ear. Yeah. Because you have not earned anything you close to that. You punched a guy, you're in his crotch your rookie season. Like, you, dude, you don't want to be... He's not playing right, but anywho. Um, player that... Player the social... Okay, here's, a, here's a player that I dislike. Yeah. Because Marcus Smart. Mm. Hate Marcus Smart with a passion. I am a Boston Celtic fan. I beat Paul Pierce... Kevin Garnett that time, a little bit before that even, but they're kind of the team I associate with a bit more. Now now it's more Milwaukee, but I cannot stand, stand Marcus Smart for his mentality, his personality. His, people, like, people are telling me he's a good person. You can't judge him by how he acts. I'm like, he's fought people in clubs. Yeah. He's lied to people. He he did a did back, back flip on the Allen on the Jayhawk in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, was, and then what had a forced apology when he got back to o, o, mm-hmm. o, Stillwater. It's like, no, I'm never liking this guy. That's fair. He's blown and it. I will say this though, to all these cuz I think there's a lot of I mean, I think honestly more than not you have guys like that. That, mm-hmm. and, but I think I think it's a, a product of a lot of these guys come from very broken backgrounds. Yeah, they come from very hard places, and they don't, and they come up, and so it's they're raised on social media, they're raised on the media, they're raised on the hype about mm-hmm. being the best. Like I try and put myself in that position. If I didn't have like a good stable home life, but I had like you know this all. This right. this worldly talent that was that I was able to like go into say the NBA the NFL the NHL like and you and you have you have to think like back in high school those dudes were the guys and yeah. like 
So you, you go so long where it's like you're the man, you're the man, yeah. you're the man. You're gonna you're gonna have some. I think you're gonna have some character issues go up, especially if you don't have a good stable home off. I'm not saying that Marcus Smart didn't necessarily, or any of these guys didn't necessarily, because it's kind of a twofold. It's like the nature versus nurture, right? Like right. I think you have home life on one side, and I think you have you know your fame on the other side, and they kind of play. It's like what what kind of drives your ego so much, and how do you stay grounded? And I would say Kyle back going back to Kyler mm-hmm. Murray. He can change my opinion on him pretty easily. I think I'm at that middle ground where I could go either yeah. way. It just depends on what the next year or two. We'll see shows. how it plays out because I think you're going to see because right now he's in a very important place. If mm-hmm. he if he if he makes the right decisions, you're going to see the Cardinals get better. You're going to see him be kind of step into a good leadership role, and you're going to see talent around him get better. If he makes the wrong decisions, he's going to try and make everything happen for himself, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals are going to be. More, they're going to be in the same place the next year and every year after that. Like a, do do they let him continue his play? Because he's not a pocket player. No, he is a get out of the pocket mm-hmm. player. So do you get linemen that can hold it so he can yeah. run around in the backfield, or do you kind of focus on the attacking forces, the wide receivers, a, I don't know. a great receiving back? Yeah, because Arizona's always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. They've never been a major playoff picture. Nope. They've, they've gotten there multiple times. Right. But they just they can't get it done. And and I think it's I think it's kinda like that finding their identity of what they want to do and mm-hmm. figuring that out. And and I think Kyler's a guy that they can kind of they can make that decision and then go from there and then it all works out. But um let's go on to your team Giants. Oh, oh man. This was a stressful game. <laughs> I didn't watch it live. I went back and watched it and it was stressful. I mean, stressful. so the replay was stressful for you. Yes. Oh my. Eighty-five percent people picked the Eagles, as did I. I as did, did too. you. Because by now we know that it, it is coming down to the last game. Yeah. But holy crap! If nothing else from this season, I'm you know what I'm going to take away that Carson Wentz is that dude. I've even mm-hmm. personally had some doubts occasionally because you've had enough of that talk of like, is he the problem? Is he the problem? You have these rumors about he's lost the locker room. Doug Peterson's lost the locker room. I was questioning Doug Peterson with some of his play calling and other things midway through the season, but um, finishing the season really, really strong and going into the playoffs, I think with a decent chance to beat the Seahawks with practice squad receivers. I like Greg Ward Jr. a lot, though. I think they should keep him on roster. Mm-hmm. He's good. Um, because he's got he's a former quarterback, so he has a quarterback mindset, so that helps him as a receiver. I love Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, my small town guy, yeah. small town attitude, values everything. Oh god, I, I just like the guy. He's, he's, he he's, honestly is a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I would love to shake his hand and just meet him one time. Mm-hmm. He bought his lineman shotguns his his rookie season. Yeah. The, he, gave Jake, he gave Jake Elliott, when he made a game-winning field goal, his game check, or at least he said he would on the sideline. He goes, he makes this, I'm giving him my game check. And then I, I'm, I has to assume he did, but yeah. I think he, I think, I think Jake asked him to donate it to a, mm-hmm. organized, a foundation. Right. So I think that's what happened to him. But I remember that because I, that was last season, yep. too. It's, it's just great. The Eagles have potential. They're, they got to re- they got to focus on Miles Sanders though. Oh, man. He is the future of the running back because he is the I, only reason why he was over, not really seen at his college because he had Saquon Barkley Saquon in front of him. Saquon front, yeah. That's the only reason he's legit. He's Penn State makes running backs. He had right struggles now. early on in the season, and it was like okay. And Jordan Howard was a dude, mm-hmm. but then. Something kicked Miles Sanders' butt in the gear. Yeah. I think he had he had that one good game a few weeks ago, and it was like 
here he is. It's kind of like Friday the movie Friday Night Lights, yeah. you know, when the backup to Booby, yeah. he has that one kick return for a touchdown, and then it's like, that's all she wrote. And he just <laughs> needed that one little moment of confidence, and then it's like, all right. I feel like the Eagles would be beneficial if they tr- tried trading Howard. Yeah. Come I don't on. think we need him. Cause... Miami, man. Yeah. Miami is desperate for stuff. Don't take anything right now. Oh, God, yeah. You might you could get easily second-round pick probably for oh, yeah. Jordan Howard. But the Eagles are in a decent place right now if we can just get some talent and uh, get healthy next year. Oh, yeah. Every year you have a year like this with injuries, it makes me question the training, training now, staff a little bit. Do you bit. keep the snap count? Do you start watching the snap count on Jason Kelsey as your center? Because mm-hmm. he's getting older with age. He's still he is a pro ball talent. I love the guy. Hey, he just got voted first team all pro. Yeah, I love him. And but he's getting older, so and centers take a beat. They do. Every play. It doesn't matter if the play is successful or not. They're taking a hit. They get walloped. So I don't know, man. Our lineman situation is so totally out of mm, whack right now. But he it's is like, he is a solid foundation. You gotta keep it solid or build build around it to help it out. Wait, honestly, wait. the bigger need right now is you have Jason Peters, who's older and more beat up. Than mm-hmm. um, at left tackle than yeah. Jason Kelsey. I think I think you can get another good year or two out of Jason Kelsey before you have to start worrying about ushering someone new in. We right. need left tackle help more than anything because Jason Peters, while when he's in, he's great, but it's like he hasn't had a healthy season in oh. like four or five years now, and so we always end up having to do backups and shuffle stuff around. So it's like, and they've done good enough, but that I think that's kind of the next big focus: get a left tackle right first. Outside of lineman situation, though, really next big focus is is our skill positions, namely receiver, and then uh, and then our uh, linebacking core. Yeah, that's where we're super weak. Those two, those two areas, we can strengthen up, and then personally, what I believe is, I believe Mike Grow, who's a receivers coach, but then when Reich left and went to uh, Indianapolis, and he's done well for them, he got promoted to our OC. I think he's total crap. I think he needs to go. And so do a lot of Eagles fans because you look at it and say, okay, what what have our receivers done the last five years? Have they been anything big? No. It's always been like, ah, they're kind of underwhelming. They've had good moments, but they've been kind of underwhelming. Super Bowl run year was great, but then you don't see any consistency outside of that. And you see Nelson Aguilar regressing. You see Alshon struggling to find a rhythm. And oh, then Alshon in. Alshon's a talent that been plagued with injuries his entire career. Yeah, and that that's a given with him, but it's like he he doesn't even really get utilized. And then Deshaun comes in, he gets hurt. That's unfortunate. But yeah, I just, the, re- I the think, return I mean, home. I think our receiving coach just. I think I think that needs or yeah, we need to do something on that end. I think I don't like Mike Grove personally, but that's just me. Um, that's enough about the Eagles, though. Mm-hmm. Then Steelers Ravens. I think everyone saw this. I, I I debated a little yeah. bit. I debated a little bit because I Steelers were still in the hunt. They had they to were. win. But and Baltimore was resting. Mm-hmm. It was RG three's first start in, oh, in four year four years? Something. Three years? Oh, at least and they benched multiple defensive uh-huh. players. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas almost went to the Chiefs. But Baltimore offered him the better contract, so he went ahead and took it because he mm-hmm. knows he's at the end of his career. Ugh. But I went ahead and went Ravens. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it. They're Martin just Ingram's- so hot right yeah. now. And who's who's even uh, – is it still Hodges for the Steelers at quarterback? They, they switched They switched three times that game. They started with Hodges, Duck Hodges. Oh, my gosh. Then they went back to um, – Mason Rudolph, uh, fraternity boy Rudolph. Yep, 
And then by the end of the third quarter, they were back to Hodges. Yeah, and anytime you have that revolving door in QB, you're not going to win. You can't win like that. I kind of felt bad for Juju this year. He had yeah. lost Ben, and it was just downhill from there. And then yeah. James Conner out this week, and this week plays this week, gets injured out mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. It's like, just sit and get yourself healthy, man. Right. Your team's not – you're not doing anything big this season. So. No. Just – Cut your losses here, and let's get to the next Steelers year. Steelers have to jump up for a quarterback this draft. If they don't, well, I think they're going to be pushing it, or they need to get a good free agent. Something, be, yeah. Big I Ben's, would at, agree. Big Ben's at the is has been at the end of his career. He's just pushing it now, and they they obviously don't have a backup. Nope. You know why? Because I saw the stat. This would have been like midway through, like week ten or something. Mm-hmm. I was watching. They were on like Sunday night football, Monday night, and brought up the stat. The last. Eight drafts, something like that, or the last first round picks um, have all been defender, defensive players for the Steelers. And it paid. It's that's how they did and so well this worked. year. It's worked. It's worked. But they they come to a point where I think you're right. They need they need to go and get themselves the next generation of yeah. QB for them. There's just some players that I believe it's the Steelers or one of those teams, including the Packers. They don't work much with with other teams. The Packers had a tendency for years not to trade for players. Yeah. They built up their players, and it worked out for years. Mm-hmm. And finally, just since, well, since McCarthy got released, mm-hmm. they've had to change that, or the year before he They've he shifted changed. a little bit. But then we come down to the final, the final game. Uh-huh. 49ers Seahawks. I picked, apparently against the spread, by one point. It was oh. a 50-50 spread. 51-49 wow. in favor of the Seahawks. Picked. I picked the 49ers. I was like, look, all season, I'm break it down. And then you can break, break me down your okay. reasoning for picking okay. the Seahawks. So I look at this. It's like Russell Wilson, MVP type year. He's been he's, he's magicked his way to these victories. The 49ers, Super Bowl type year type team. Everything's going right. And the games that they've lost have just been, you're going to lose a few. Is what I would say. You're gonna have some down weeks, trap games, whatever it is. And I look at this and I say they're both gunning for that top spot. This game is basically playoff week one for them. Each team respectively. I look I at it. I believe the winner of that game stayed in the got the bye week. Yep. Or the other team went to fifth. Yeah. And division. went to, and and goes to Philly and gets an away game. Yeah. So the winner got the home playoff game with a bye. Loser wild card against Philly at this point. So I I looked at that and I said, you know, I think it's going to be really, really close. But I don't think – I think San Francisco is – they have the whole package right now. Mm-hmm. Seattle is having to – Russell Wilson's having to create and will the team to some wins. They, which, got, they got the receiver – they had the three rec- – mm-hmm. the, they probably had the three best starting receivers with – with Gordon on the team. And they had to bring in Marshawn, which brought a lot of hype. But the problem is, for me, that's not going to push you over the edge at this point. And Marshawn out of doesn't have the quick step speed. He doesn't have that spark to get to get that big body moving like he once did. He did good enough. He got but, some air on that, that goal <laughs> yeah, line jump. He, did. he got some air. He got up. but So that's why I ultimately said, all right, I'm going to give a slight edge to the 49ers. Uh, just because their system is what's going right. They are firing on all cylinders. The Seahawks right now, if, if, they, if they were to be an engine, they're running well, but they are their timing's a little bit off. Mm-hmm. They're missing every just every now and again. Not a lot, you know, just a tiny bit of backfire. But that's just enough when you're playing a 49ers team that is all put together that's going to 
that's going to lead you to um, not winning, basically, And mm-hmm. uh, if you're Seattle. So that's why I picked San Francisco, and that paid out pretty well. So, Josh, why did you pick Seattle? Walk me through that. <sighs> why did I pick Seattle? I look, again, home game. Home game Seattle. Seattle's, Seattle's, that city is freaking annoying. I've been to Seattle. <laughs> there are 12s on every other damn building in that place. The Boeing building has like a 70-foot flag that they fly on their building. That's the number, just the number 12. So I was like, okay, this team is behind. This this town, the city is behind them. I think that's the one true home field advantage. That, if, if I... Like I said, there's a few teams that I still think actually have some sort of home field advantage. They are at the top there. They are number one. They are the true home field advantage. If the Chiefs had a defense, I would give them that number one spot Mm -hmm. because of just how loud that they are. They're the other ones where it's Chiefs at home, Arrowhead Stadium. But that defense is just awful for them. So Anyway, so home field. Russell Wilson. Imagine. He, He is a playmaker. He is a point guard. He, he makes magic out of nothing. He's got Tyler Lockett, extremely consistent, has just been overshadowed by Doug Peterson for years. And he, if Tyler had gotten there before Doug, I think it would have been Tyler instead of Doug. Right. Or I said Doug Peterson. Doug. Yeah, the head it's, coach for Philly. It's Doug Paul, Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Baldwin. And got he, half the name right. And now he's gone. Yep. But And then they have create a player, DK Metcalf. <laughs> And that dude, that that guy, he's a man and a half, and then some. But he can. They, I think they need to move him to tight end formation. Almost, he's not really. I feel like if they can just get him or slot, he's not agile enough. But he is a bruiser. But he's got the speed of a wide receiver. Most fast. So you you just you let him. You just let him do what he wants. In my opinion, I'd you say. Almost, you you kind of give him an order, but let him do let let him run the play, and then let him like, hey, once you're done with this route, do whatever you mm-hmm. want to do to get open. He's one of those where you can plug him in in several different ways, and if you and if you, I think if you get creative with him, he could be really dangerous. I did kind of space. I knew they they got Marshawn. I didn't think Marshawn would be used much. Just literal, just one two yard pl- plays for first downs, fourth down, fourth and two. Marshawn goes in the game. Yep. Goal line sand. Marshawn goes in the game. But I, they, I didn't. I forgot that they lost both one and two running backs. Yep. And then they were working a good tandem, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. Yeah. Yep. And but, when you lose both running backs going into playoffs, and you have to pull somebody out of retirement, yeah. albeit even though it's Marshawn, that that that's going to hurt you enough because Ooh. now the 49ers could game plan for your pass game. I'm I'm interested to know how high Marshawn's alcohol content was when he signed the contract <laughs> because the week prior he had been serving tequila shots in the Oakland parking lot because that was the last home game. So he oh went from Sunday serving tequila shots in the Oakland parking lot to flying to Seattle on Tuesday, signing a contract on Tuesday, playing on Sunday. Oh my god. So it's like what are you You oh, can't only Marshawn yeah. can do that. Just Marshawn be Marshawn, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I love I, I kinda like Seattle because I I'm back for the Legion of Doom Boom. Mm-hmm. I am a defensive lover. So when they Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, this is like that was gnarly. It made me wet. <laughs> I it love a good defense. Cam Chancellor, to me, is the second best safety to ever play the game. Holy crap. He's better than Earl Thomas, in my opinion. Wow. 
Raiders drafted a player very similar to him, and then we released him after two seasons. He's been sitting on the Patriots pat, pra, practice squad for two seasons now. So they obviously see something in him. Mm-hmm. But Obi Melo Fonwu was his name. Mm-hmm. Six foot four, 265 pound safety. Oh my God. Or 245 pounds safety. At the combine, he was disappointed with his vertical jump, the Obi kid. 44 inches. Uh. And so, you're disappointed in that? He ran a, his his downfall four point six forty, hmm. and that's still pretty fast. But you me. could you could get away being a safety running a four six. Yeah, just because you don't have to. You're not you're not head to head covering mm-hmm. guys. You're not a corner. You can't do that as a corner. But as a safety, you're that tall. You if you can play smart enough and and the first really game he smart. played for Jack Del Rio yeah. is he second round pick injured reserve to start the season. First game we played him against Patriots. Mexico City lined him up against Brandon Cooks the entire game. Oh, Brandon Cooks has fallen out of the league right now. He's still yeah. is he even in the league anymore? He's uh, yeah, he plays for LA Rams. I thought I thought so, but he has gone. He's a four four runner, four three. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't do it to the rookie. Don't do it to him. You're asking first to be a play of the second half got blasted for a sixty five yard touchdown. Yeah, man. Which made me happy because that the that year I had Brandon Cooks on the team. Ooh, so feeling good. Like, yeah, and I'm like, oh. I'm sorry, man. It's and one of those bittersweet. Like, but so I, I, I'm defensive. But now the defense is the Griffin twins. Four of them. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who is the focal point of the Seattle defense? Um, the linebacker Bobby Wagner. Yep. That he's their only one really. And so it's Russell Wilson having to make plays, and I believe in Russell Wilson at the time. Hey, and you, honestly, that's a perfectly good enough. Like it, the the script mm-hmm. could be flipped, and I would. That totally one, believe it. That one was probably one I would, if I could have coin flipped it and yeah. been happy with who I chose. Me too. Yeah. So me too. Because if for everyone who watched that game, it literally came down to an inch. Yeah. It came down to an inch. Had he had he been an inch fallen an inch more forward, he would have broke the plane with the ball. They would have scored and they mm. would have won. Yeah. Case and point. Like game over. So. Is what it is, but um, that finished out the picks and pick them. Yep, came down to the last game. Talk about and I was, I was. See, I wasn't even at home. I was at the, the school helping my I was mom on the road, school. so I was just like, oh, I wa- I'm watching the play by play. I didn't even have live. I was just watching the play by play on the fantasy app. I'm like, oh god, what's going to happen here? And then as soon as like not converted, I'm like. Mm. I, I, I wanted to, I didn't toss my phone or anything I was just like no yeah it's one of those just total defeated same so at the exact same moment I'm not only worrying about this but more so I was worrying about the actual fantasy game oh yeah because that, that's that's $100 payout $30 going payout. into the game check this out going into the game you know what it was it was the the yeah. last game I mean yeah it was like 250 uh 254 oh. to 244 did you st- down by 10 points? I was only projected to get to like 250, and he was projected to get to 258. I had Debo Samuel. Oh, Mostert. You, did, you did pick him up after I we picked up Debo. Him. No, after we we talked a little bit, so a little background here. I was trying to, I needed to pick up a receiver, and we were talking between Debo and the what McLaurin. Yeah, scary Terry. Yeah, for scary, for Washington, and I was like, I don't know. And then McLaurin got benched, and I was like, I'm picking up Debo then. <laughs> And because they use him in the running game too. Yeah, and sure I sent enough. you a quick message. I'm like, Gus, yeah. Gus, 
Scary Terry's benched. Yeah, and so I picked him up right then and there and started him. And turns out Christian Kirk had a great game. He had like 10 or 11 points. But because my other receiver, I don't remember who he was, but mm-hmm. only had like seven. But anywho, I had him. And then I want to say he had, all he had was Tyler Lockett left to play. Oh, yeah, and he's a K-State. He graduated from K-State. Oh, really? Yeah, he played in the band. He was a oh, trumpet player. I think you told me you told me this before. Yeah. Yep. That all sounds so familiar. Anywho, so he had Tyler Lockett. I think that's it. Yeah. He, and, and the lead, right? He had he had the lead over you. He had the, the lead, and Tyler Lockett with at that point he had like six or seven points, and he yeah. finished with fourteen. And Mostert had most Debo had like I don't know ten ten to fifteen points. Mostert only had like five points. And I was like, all right, I need something to happen. And I checked this, and this is at like, I want to say this is around halftime. And I'm on the road here. Right. And so I said, all right, I'm going to close out of this, and I'm going to wait a while. And then I'm going <laughs> to check it, and when it's all said and done. And Oh, you came back to that, and you were happy mm-hmm. as can be. I was like, no way. I won. I ended up. Debo. Debo ended up having 23. Mostert had 22. Ty Lockett only finished with 14. So he didn't score almost mm. any points the second half for. No, he, he just got some yards. Because he had the touchdown. There was a touchdown that was called back. And then. and then so, so Oh, so here's, the, here's where you went off. Debo had five catches for 105 yards mm-hmm. or something. But he had. Two rushing attempts, which in my league is for point two points, and thirty three rushing yards, and a touchdown. Rushing touchdown. touchdown. Rushing and that's why touchdown. that's ultimately why I picked him up is because I was like, you know, they used him in the running game a little mm-hmm. bit, and so I'm gonna like he's he's versatile then. But uh, yeah, he he did oh, me. had two touchdowns. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did me right. Oh, Sterling Shepard was the other guy that I picked up. Oh. Who did me so wrong. So in my league, also guys, we do defensive players. Oh, next yeah. year, might we? Next year, I might make it crazy for us on defense. Oh no! <laughs> but it's gonna be like just for fun, crazy. Yeah. I might lower the points, but we might next season we we might do one of every position. So like a D lineman, a linebacker, and then somebody in the secondary? Linebacker, and I think you can set it for cornerbacks and safeties. So one cornerback, one safety would be my vote. And I think defensive end. Oh, so it gets broke down that much. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Ross, you know how big my lineup's going to be? It's going to be like 25 guys. (laughs) But you're going to have to remember, defensive players. Dude. We will. We'll, I'll probably. We'll to, I'll probably we'll put it on the vote for. I'm it. not against but, it. But I'm not against. Raheem it. had two tackles in in the game, so he got two points from tackles too. I'm not against it. I, I do, but miss, I do think there's a point where it's like it might. Overwhelm. I was sad that punters didn't work out as well as they yeah. did, but my original scoring on the punters punters broke them. Uh-huh. Like we had Sam Coke, the Baltimore punter. Having two hundred something points as a punter, I was like, "Oh no!" And so when I when I redid it and it dropped him down to like a hundred and ten, like that, that's that's yeah, it's a little bit more good reasonable. punter. And then th- that season, the punters did bad. I'm like, "Oh," because I'm a kicker. I love kickers. Mm-hmm. Underrated part of the game. If you get Definitely. rid of if you get rid of kickoff, it's gonna feel weird. It is gonna be feel weird, but also at the same time, kickoff is so interesting to me because. 
it on one hand I look at it and I'm like this is I skip kickoff almost every time I'm watching it and it's not live and I can skip it I skip kickoff mm-hmm. because 98% of the time there's nothing happening but then there's always those few times where they take it back and then that's a huge momentum swing and so it's like I don't know if it's enough enough of an argument for me to to be willing to there's, be like get rid of it I feel like they just need to tell the kickers kick it out just kick it down the middle and kick it out unless the team tells you different. Right. But they need to be encouraged. But at the same time, you get that windy day. The kickoff doesn't go as far. Mm-hmm. They can they, they can return that ball. and ha- Those returners, what are you going to do? There's some jobs going to go. You, some of them are just kick return specialists. Yeah, you can be a punt returner, a kick returner, and you can be good at it. That's mm-hmm. a job right there. Devin Hester. Oh, man, a career. That was a career. Hall, the greatest returner. Oh, and so like, good. Th- Tyler, teams are afraid of Tyler Lockett for that purpose. Yeah. Tyler Lockett is When Percy Harvin was LV, same thing, too. Um, who else? I think that's kind of it, but... Oh, yeah, well, I don't Raiders, know. Raiders, we... Oh, we were... Deshaun Jackson's like the scary returner. Yeah. We cut our returner after four weeks. We traded for him, too. Traded for we him. We traded to him for the for, to the from the Packers. Trevor something. Mm-hmm. Cut him after five weeks because he couldn't catch a ball. Oh, yeah, that's a big part he, of returning. He had like you no know, receiving wise because he was a wide receiver. Oh, he, he couldn't was, catch. He was our third, str- second string or third string receiver. Oh, and he was dropping passes left and right. Is oh, it was it was a depressing year for drop passes. For, for as Raider fans, yeah, so, it's like Same, we, hey, don't if worry. We, if we could have you. three Josh Jacobs on the field at a time, we would have been the fans would have been happy. I feel you talking about struggle year for receivers. I feel you being an Eagles fan. I feel you. So that rounds up our pigskin pick'em and the regular season. But you know what we do need to talk about if you've got the time. Oh, I got time. Um, do you have time? It's, uh, it's we'll have to make close. it kind of quick. We'll okay. have to make it kind of quick. Okay. But luckily, there's only four games, or there's not very many to talk about. Oh, the wild card games. Right wild now. card. Here we go. Uh-huh. Start off first one. Bills, Texans. Uh, point spread. Houston by two and a half points. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a very good this game. This is in Houston, This is right? in Houston. Um, who do you got? I went to the playoff game in Houston against mm-hmm. the Raiders right after their, their car. Those fans are loud. That stadium does get loud. It's a little underappreciated. It's a the stadium's thirteen years old now, so it's oh, old. Wow. But it actually gets a lot louder than you would think it would mm-hmm. be. It's, I don't know why they do it. So I gotta give that edge to Houston. Honestly, I'm gonna oh, man. I'm so conflicted here because, like you said, it's the Bills' defense that is one. JJ them. Watt's back. JJ oh, White crud. is back. They didn't. He. What pectoral tendon tear is Pe- what he had? Yeah, pectoral tear. And he is tear. back six, five months early mm-hmm. or something. He's an animal. I'll just say that. I don't. He's know. an animal, and he's a presence on the field. Yep. So whether he does anything, he's going to warrant to just him. No matter what. Yeah, he's going to get doubled and it's going to open some things up. And that's what I'm trying to figure out is. So I I learned to think about like the previous week a little bit. So the Bills. They lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Texans, they got thumped by the Titans. Mm-hmm. So they're both coming coming out, coming off some Playing tough losses. Chip on their shoulder right now. But I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with you and give the slight edge to Houston, mainly because here we go. They're at home. 
They're at home in the playoffs, and JJ's back, and I think that's going to be enough of a mental morale mm-hmm. booster for the team that I think the Texans are going to take. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like 26-23. DeAndre is something else, too. That man's an animal. Yeah, he's going to come out. and if they, if they get a second receiver, and I love Carlos Hyde as a running back. Underappreciated running back, in my opinion. He is a workhorse. Before Garoppolo and all them over at, at San Francisco, he was the reason why they were staying in games. Just taking 30 carries a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh gosh, that's a workhorse right there. <laughs> that's a lot. When you can consistently do that, it's like, oh my mm-hmm. goodness. But, all right, move on to the next one. So next up, we have the Titans at the Patriots. New England is a five-point favorite. Um, Josh, who do you got? Titans. Oh! I'm going, I'm going underdog here. Tannehill... Tannehill's out for blood this year because why would Miami get rid of him besides the fact that he's a wide receiver? Yeah. He was a wide receiver coming mm-hmm. out. And like got thrust on the quarterback, done well. But he's got A.J. Brown, who's – if A.J. plays a good game, he wins rook, offensive rookie of the year, no problem for me, even over Josh Jacobs. But Jacobs is – Jacobs is – the, the rookie of the year for Josh. Um, but A.J. Brown has been playing like a... And he's not satisfied with how he's playing either. So he's still hungry. Derrick Henry is hungry. Oh, man. They're, they don't care if they have to outscore you or their their defense is, has to beat you down. Mm-hmm. They're just going at it. And the Patriots are kind of imploding right just slightly. They lost to the Chiefs. The fans were losing their minds. And that's not good for morale. Then they lose to Miami in Week 17. Uh, they do have, that. Foxborough is a whole f- another field. Foxborough in the playoffs. Yes, and it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I dislike Brady, but that's mainly because he's a patriot. Yeah, he overall he's not a bad guy, but I want to. I want the underdog to win this game. I feel like the Titans have the energy going their way, and Brady's got a cloud over his head about what he's going to do next year. Going to retire, I, he's going to play for another team. As much as I want to join you, mm-hmm. because I do, this is where like I like to separate fan from the analyst here. Right, fan what? wants the Titans. You're right, I want to see that upset. Let's see these Titans go. Because quick note, I watched a short clip on Colin Coward's, uh, like predictions here, and mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, you never have all the favorites win. There's always one upset. And I think to that point he's right. And then, but then he talked about too. I think he talked about how historically Tannehill apparently has been terrible against the Patriots. Ooh. And I didn't, I didn't know this news to me. But he said historically Tannehill against the Patriots has been awful. No, statistics, statistics are a thing. Mm-hmm. So and maybe, it's kind of eerie how they never, they're never wrong. You might have mm-hmm. the one game that is that. It's never going to be 100% one way or the other, but it's usually like a 90-10 or a 95-5, mm-hmm. meaning, yeah, you're always going to have one fluke, but it's going to be okay. training this way. So that knowing that, I, I can't go with my 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 want right. for disdain of the Patriots to lose. <laughs> to lose in a wild card, because it's the first time they've been in a wild card, and I think a decade. 2009 was yeah, their last decade. time? Yeah, a decade. So my hopes is that this... That it all comes together and the Patriots lose and the Titans win. However, right now it's tough to go against 
knowing if I didn't know that Tannehill was bad, I probably right. would just go with the Titans. But hearing that, I'm like, man, really? Yeah, like I did not know that. So yeah, I think so. I think the Pats might. I think the Pats are going to find a way to do it. Belichick's going to they scheme will be his li- way. They're going to be lining Stephen Gilmore, mm-hmm. Stephen Stephen, whatever you. I don't. I get yeah. torn on what to call people when their names are spelled that way. They're going to line him one on one AJ Brown all yep. game long, and will something happen? Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, right at the prime of his career to just starting his right. career. I think you're going to see. I think the difference maker in this game comes down to AJ Brown or somebody or Derrick Henry. Are they going to be able to bust any big plays? Mm. I don't think it comes down to Tannehill's arm. No, I think it's going to be like that seven yard pass to AJ Brown that he that breaks he, free. that he breaks a tackle, he just shakes someone off that that twenty eight stretch that. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry finds the blocks go just right, and he find he wheezes right. way and gets it. Not even like a sixty yard run, but like a big thirty yard run. Like I in a feel moment. I, I, here's my pre- Derrick Henry will have one run. So I'm going. I'm predicting this to happen. All Derrick right. Henry will have one run that he just bulldozes another guy over, like Marshawn bulldozes. Oh Christ! One of these games about to start. Go ahead. Okay. No, that that's a, that he's just going to knock him on his ass and tell him to stay there. And that player is going to be hurt the rest of the game, like emotionally. Like I'm afraid of him. He's Please a big, don't. he's a bigger man than me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So you're taking the Titans. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take. The, I'm going to begrudgingly take the Patriots. Okay. Okay. Who do we got next? Um, I did just look though. So <laughs> at time of recording, <laughs> I'm going to have to publish this before I leave to work because I realized that. Um, the first game is today uh-huh. uh, in, it's 20, it's in 15 minutes. It's, 15, it's, it's the Bills-Texans. Whoa, okay. So, luckily, <laughs> we're doing this early enough. I remember t- telling myself, I need to record my NFL podcast today and get it up because the game is today. But, ah, it's early. It's early. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Um, okay. who's next? Vikings-Saints. Sunday, 1 o'clock. New Orleans, 8-point spread. wild card rematch of the second round from last year. I'm going Saints. I think you got to take the Saints, Saints. dude. The defense isn't as good this year, but the offense is clicking better. Breeze is on his point. Connect. Breeze has been the every, almost every season of his career. Breeze has been the number one tight end throwing quarterback. Huh. And he's finally getting a connection with Jared Cook. Jared Cook didn't have a good season until he played with Derek Carr. Then he had a thousand yard season. So then he goes to the number one tight end quarterback in the league. And yeah. You're, and didn't have a good year because he was out. Then you have Swiss Army knife. Tyson Hill or Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Taysom Hill. It's like, is he a quarterback? Is he a running back? Is he a return specialist? Right. What is he? Is he a tight end? He's just awesome. He, <laughs> yes. I saw a meme where someone was like, what do, what do you do? And he, and, they, and he just went, yes. <laughs> I feel it. But I'm going, I gotta go Saints there. Like, I don't, I'm gonna agree with you. They're, they're, I don't think Dalvin Cook can do anything. They're too one dimensional. So I, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, and I say that I know people are gonna say well they have receivers they have a good defense it's still it's it's you stop Dalvin and you make Kirk beat you in the past mm-hmm. not that he can't do it but if he Kirk, won't be able to this game if this Kirk's game wanting to prove that he is worth the value he's he's setting he needs to. in us he wins this game he, he needs to. he makes a statement or here. he at least has a really great game and if it comes down to a field goal they're like look you did you did you did diligence yes. but but 
Dude, it's going to be so hard for them to go into New Orleans. New Orleans is going to be so jacked up. Drew Brees controls the crime rate in that city. If they're yeah. winning, the crime rate's down. As soon as the losing starts, riots are going to happen. Yep. And so I think I, I think that's a no-brainer that Saints. New Orleans wins it. Yep. And then, right. Battle of the Birds. <laughs> Seahawks in Philly. In Philly. Um, tomorrow, look, I'm going to, so, this is, once again, the same clip I listened to with Colin Coward. Mm-hmm. He said there's always one upset, and this is the one that he picked, even though it's technically not an upset. So, Seattle's a one and a half point favorite. That's really low favorite. Yeah, it's not much of a favorite. Um, so he went with the Eagles, and... It's close enough that I'm, I I gotta go with the Eagles. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Going off how they played the last four weeks, how and then how similar of a situation Seattle is in. Russell Wilson is on a different level than Carson Wentz in terms of how he's played this season. But I think as a team, being at home, being how the Eagles snuck in and won the NFC East, <laughs> I, I, I think they're gonna catch this victory this week. But tell me what you think. I, I I'm leaning Seattle. Yeah, I'm leaning Seattle. That's fair. I can totally like, I could reason myself into why the Eagles should 17 reasons Eagles why the Eagles have the lose. more consistent run game with Miles yeah. and Jordan, but the Seahawks well, have the more and, consistent receiving game. And Boston Scott has been has shown up. That okay, little Spitfire. He's just Darren Sproles 2.0. He's like five nine. And he's stocky. That'd be, and that'd be a great little handoff from Sproles to him then. Mm, oh, so perfect. With the yeah. retirement. And he can catch it out of the backfield. It's totally perfect. So, yeah, definitely edge and receiving core. The it's Can Marshawn be Marshawn again? For even, Not against this defense. For even the Eagles defense is good? Their run defense is pretty yes. good. It's re- good. D-line, D-line is monstrous, good pass rush, and then nobody's been able to run up the middle. Okay. So, so Marshawn's not an outside runner, especially no, not now. Yeah, stuff Marshawn is going to get like not okay. going to get anywhere. Prime so, Marshawn could still be so Marshawn. I'm going to stick with Seattle, but I feel like if the Eagles can get on Wilson's ass the entire game, oh, have to, have to, yeah. can't have his can't the, have his line game. isn't very good either. That, so they they're going to be chasing him around. They, and they did a lot of stunting last game and got some free shots on the QB. Now yeah. Russell Wilson is so shifty though; it's like it's yeah. going to be tough. They are going to have to hit him. They need to hit him to the ground, mm-hmm. not just a bump. Yeah, they need to be on him all every single snap. If I you, think that's where this game is won. Yeah, that that yeah that defensive line for the Eagles, offensive line for the Seattle. It's it's one that can you get to Russell Wilson? Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: Carson Wentz has been hit all season. And you can hit him all day, and he's going to keep getting back mm-hmm. and coming out. He's big, he's Unless strong. Unless he gets injured. Right. Unless it's like an injury thing, but as far as like bumps and bruises, like he's going to stand in there, he's going to take the hit, and you just hope the play calling is good enough. I think Miles Sanders has been hot enough that mm-hmm. they can get some kind of run game. It'll open up the pass game a little bit, and I think they'll be able to do enough offensively to score some points. What it, The crux of the game is going to be, can that D-line disrupt Russell Wilson? Not disrupt, get to Russell Wilson, hit him, and if they can do that... I think the Eagles take the game. Okay, yeah, I feel that. I think I think that's got to be it because the secondary is going to be the secondary. Now, thank goodness to injuries, we've had some other guys step in and step up, mm-hmm. and I and I think they've made the case for why we've had the wrong people starting, um, starting this whole year who've just gotten consistently burned. But it's like it's that's a where that starts that conversation is a foundation upon Russell Wilson being able to create. And if he can't create at all, and if we can contain him, he can do pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
I believe it. Now, if Marshawn does get in... If they don't stop Marshawn, it's, it, it's if, ball game. If Marshawn can get a couple holes and even get mm-hmm. one... Marshawn's going to get... If he does not get goal line stopped, he's getting at least three yards every play. Oh, yeah. Yes, he's still a bull. He's a little bulldozer. Mm-hmm. But he, if he get, if he gets that, that's how we beat the the, the Cowboys. Yeah, if Zeke he, didn't have a game. If he gets a knockover, if he gets that one fifteen yard run, it's going to build up his energy up, and it's going to be like, can they do this? And then mm-hmm. Eagles will have to shift their focus too. Similarly, yep. But it, yeah, it comes down to the the lines. Oh man, it's gonna be. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be fun. This I'm. I haven't been this excited about the NFL playoffs in a long time. I think there's a lot more parity in the league this season. You have a lot more teams where it's like I. I mean, as you saw, the playoff scenario was a nightmare coming down to week 17. It wasn't. Oh, yeah. It wasn't so clear cut with like, all right, Patriots have the one seed over here, so and so have the one seed over here, mm-hmm. and then and then you have a couple teams vibing. Like no, it was like seven, eight teams. Like their playoff fates were piling between third and. Yeah, yeah and, and it was like you could win, but even and then, if the wrong team didn't win, the outside of you could affect your fate. So, all in all, I think it was an awesome season. I'm excited for this postseason. I think it's been mm-hmm. really fun. Who do you have? Let's cap this out. Who do you have in the Super Bowl, and what's your final prediction for that? Oh gosh, <laughs> there's going to be the Kansas in me that wants yeah. Kansas City to be there, but their defense is not is is Tyranny and Matthew. That is all that they have on defense. And he is one guy that can only cover so much of a field. He is not Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor could cover that entire backfield yeah. by himself. <laughs> so I got to give it to Baltimore. Baltimore? Baltimore's playing like a full machine. Their defense has stopped teams outright. Yep. And when the defense did it, the offense outscored the team. If if one can't do it, the other one's got it perfectly. No, the, the fact you had to think about this this hard though is is what I like is yeah. what I like to see. That means you have you have good teams, but it's a hard decision. I think it comes down to Chiefs, Super, Chiefs versus Chief. Okay, Chiefs lay goose eggs every single playoffs. And my my old boss, I he couldn't watch games because of how bad he, it bothered, it stressed him out. But he was also at work the entire time. So I think it comes down to Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Uh, Baltimore for the AFC the AFC title game. Baltimore coming out ahead, All right. which gives another Baltimore. There's only been three faces mm-hmm. in the AFC playoff game or the championship winner, and that's all been Baltimore Steelers or Ben Big Ben, Tom Brady, Joe Flacco. Yep, only AFC teams to ever make it mm. in the last 15, 16 years. Wow! And Joe Flacco's only ever been there because of the defense. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's Joe Flacco. So who you got in the NFC? You know, oh, that is... Coming out, that one's almost that even is harder. tough. I feel like San Francisco is the clear cut to get to it with their first round bye. But what's on the other side again? Seattle, Philadelphia. New Orleans. New Orleans. Minnesota. I feel like... Who's the other team? Saints. It's going to be Saints, San Francisco playoff game. Neither defense will show up that game. It's going to be a hundred, or well, can it be that? Can it? Saints have to play? Yeah, check real quick before I get this wrong for your. Yeah. Cool. yeah, we'll we'll double check here, and let me see the bracket. Playoff bracket. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is the is the winner of the Saints? Vikings oh, Green Bay. Can't forget about Green Bay. Um, anyway, so the winner of 
Yeah, so New Orleans wouldn't meet San Francisco until the championship. That's that's who it's going to be then. I don't feel like Green Bay's defense isn't good enough. No, a- Aaron Rodgers' magic is going to run out in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers will be targeted. Yep. He will get hurt. I, oh, I hope he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. I feel like he's going to get dinged up. They're, uh, Devontae Adams is one person. Yeah. He's one person. And Aaron Jones is going to be forgotten. It's he'll, gonna, he'll do. He's going he's gonna to get locked down, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Saints, 49ers, offensive battle. I don't feel like either defense will be there at all. I think they'll they'll be there, but the offenses are going to overshadow the defenses. And oh, it's no, going to come down to no, a shootout. I, I feel like it's going to be a 50-50 point game almost. <laughs> because, and I think it I think it'll be like a 34-31 type game. Yeah. I hope it's not a 50-50. I hate, ba- I hate basketball and football yeah. games. So, and I'm going to give that edge to the Saints. So you have... I have Saints versus Baltimore for the championship, for the Super yeah. Bowl. And I'm going to go with Baltimore. Baltimore, Super Bowl champs. All right. Yeah. Baltimore, Super Bowl champs, Lamar Jacks. And I'm going... MVP... Uh, MVP is going to go Lamar Jackson. Because he's going to have... The passing game, and he's going to have like a minimum fifty yards rushing. Okay. Or, or it's going to be Drew Brees for MVP. He'll be the loser yeah. getting the MVP with Drew Brees. I don't know. That that'd be weird. Hey, it, it's it doesn't happen often, but I feel like Brees. It will, could happen. Brees will have a phenomenal game mm-hmm. passing wise. Very little interceptions, but. They're going to, the the Baltimore's defense is just gonna weigh on the others too much. So who All do right. you got for the Super Bowl? So Super Bowl Philly, we're gonna win it again. No, <laughs> uh, let's be real. Here. Philly like, might win the wild card, but we're like not getting past fan, San Francisco. Right we're there. not getting past San Francisco. I'm sorry, and if we do. I'm a liar, and I apologize for that. But um, <laughs> if we make it to the NFC title game, I, I, you might hear me come back and be like, Super Bowl, but no. no. I, I think San Francisco and New Orleans in the NFC championship is absolutely what's going to happen. And I think San Francisco is going to do just enough to get past them, and okay. they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Then I think I – think, um, see, here's a weird thing. If Tennessee upsets Patriots, Patriots – Kansas City, it's Kansas City and Baltimore, no question. And yeah. then and then Baltimore, slight edge, and they're going to the Super Bowl. If it's not so my prediction will stay the same. Baltimore in the Super Bowl. But if the Patriots win, they're gonna get momentum. I think they might beat Kansas City. That one would be close. Um, but I it does it just affects who I think would be in the AFC. Who won the Super Bowl last year again? Was it the Patriots? Yeah. No Super Bowl winner. Has gone to Kansas City and won the year after they won the Super Bowl. Well, you have me convinced. <laughs> the, the, Kansas like, City and Baltimore <laughs> are in the AFC like, Championship game, and man, as yeah. much as I want Mahomes' magic it's to been, go, it's been really. That he's was got just, the Madden curse, dog. They haven't for years that they they. I think five years in a row, the Chiefs beat the Super Bowl champs at Kansas City. That's incredible. The next year, and so mm-hmm. and they didn't. Patriots didn't go to Kansas City. Kansas City went to Foxborough and beat them in Foxborough this year. Well, I'll be. Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend had to be escorted to a private box because of how much harassment she was getting from the Patriot fans. Her and her brother 
Like, they were getting death threats. Well, I'll be. You got me convinced. <laughs> I think it's going to be Baltimore and San Francisco. That, that to me is two, one of those statistics. Two fresh faces. Because you think about it, New Orleans, been mm-hmm. there, Drew has been there before. These are going to be two fresh faces, and it's going to be a fresh Super Bowl. And... I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl no matter what. Oh, I think no matter who's in it, I think it's going to be a really the, 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 Super Bowl. The last boring, really boring one was Panthers-Denver. Oh, that one that, sucked. That one's... The red, we, it's 11-1 to 1 in the second half on calls against the Panthers. It's like, they didn't need the help. That Denver didn't need the help. The defense was doing their work as it was. They were, they were A-OK. <laughs> but I think, yeah, that's, that's my prediction. Yeah, yeah who wins? Um, oh, did I not say? No, you didn't say who won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You just said you said Baltimore Saints is like me. I have Baltimore. I have Baltimore. No, you, no I said San Francisco. 49ers, oh, you did. Okay, 49ers. yeah, you did. You said they. Eked, I think the 49ers by it. Fresh, yeah, fresh faces. Okay, yeah, you did say fresh faces. Now, who fresh wins faces. the Super Bowl? Though? Son of a god. They they haven't played all. Did they play it? this year? Did Where they is play it? each other? Where is the Super Bowl this year? Miami or something like that? I have no idea, honestly. Eh, irrelevant. Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough, tough, toughity tough. Who's had more close games and won their close games? Just thinking off the top of my head. Why... I'm, th- I'm going to say, I think I think, I think think if Baltimore gets there, I think they'll win. I'll take Baltimore. I'll take Baltimore. It's, it's, so Baltimore and San Fran played one time this year. Yeah? Week 12. Or no, they now. played on December 1st. Baltimore won 20-17. to 17. See, and that's what it's going to be like if it's a Super Bowl. Yeah. They... You can't call it a revenge game, it's just a rematch. What was this? Yeah, San Francisco went scoreless in the fourth. Baltimore went scoreless in the third. But Baltimore scored ten points in the second over San Fran seven in the second. And I think Baltimore's got a little bit better offensive edge. So, I would take Baltimore. They're my prediction to win the Super Bowl. Unless the Eagles can magically get to the NFC Championship, then the Eagles will be... My pick for the Super Bowl. And you'll get to buy another ring. <laughs> yeah, and I can buy another <laughs> replica ring. But anyways, Josh, thanks for being on this marathon of the podcast. Uh, we officially two hours and 12 minutes. Oh Holy crap. <laughs> can you believe lot. it? We covered two weeks and then talked about playoffs. And oh my goodness. By myself, I mean, that would have been a 45, 50 minute podcast. So it makes you sense. You got a little and, back and forth. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was good. I appreciate you being on. And uh, thank you for dishing out my winnings. I appreciate yeah. that. Felt good. But anyways, guys, uh, chime in on anything and everything you heard today. Feel free. It was a lot, I know, so I don't really care that much about week 16. I was doing that for posterity's <laughs> sake, but um, go ahead and give me your thoughts. TheRandomlyViking at gmail.com, and let me know your predictions for uh, – I know it might be a little bit late, but let me know your predictions for Super Bowl playoffs, how you think it's going to play out. Uh, I'll make sure to look at the date and timestamp if you send it to me before this game, technically, that is starting right now. That is the Texans at the Bills or the Bills at the Texans. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. If you made it through this podcast, you're a trooper.